What a positive present perspective is, is a systematic way of observing reality. And through observing reality in this way, you're able to recognize the full worth of your life. Balance Period is here to make generational wellness accessible to everyone. And that starts with each one of us creating our balance, period. Let's listen, learn, and grow together. Welcome to the Balance Period Podcast, the show where we empower us to create generational wellness, one healthy habit at a time. I am one of your hosts, Raymond Ashiel, aka Recovery Ray. And no, the ball sage is not with me at this time, but don't worry because you will be hearing from him here in a moment. So today's episode is a little unique. It is going to be a rewind. So one of the things that you'll notice is that there are a lot of episodes of the Balance Period podcast, and sometimes the gems that are dropped can get lost in the sauce with just there being so much volume of content. So what we're going to be doing with these rewind episodes is going to be pulling out some of the value and gems that we have created in the past so that we can actively use them to continue to incrementally improve our quality of lives and create generational wellness. For today's episode, we are going to be doing a rewind of episode 112 of the show. And the topic of conversation on that episode was a positive present perspective. We break down what a positive present perspective is, why it's valuable, how it's added value to both Nick and I's lives. And then we talk through some of the simple and sustainable habits that we can begin to practice to cultivate this positive present perspective. Now, before I play the rewind episode, I am going to guide us through our mindful moment for today. So what we're going to do is just three deep breaths together. At the end of those three deep breaths, I'll guide us through a brief awareness practice, and then we'll get into today's show. So remember, we're going to sit with intention. Our posture is upright, but also relaxed. I'm going to count us down three, two, one, and I'll guide us through our three deep breaths. Three, two, one. One, take the first deep breath. And another. And one more. Continue to breathe in your normal breathing pattern. On your next exhale, relax the muscles of your forehead and your face. Continue to notice the sensations that you feel as you inhale and exhale. Now on your next exhale, relax the muscles of your neck and shoulders.
Notice any sensations you feel as you actively relax those muscles. Now focus your attention on one person, place, or thing that you are grateful for. Notice the sensations that you feel as you bring that person, place, or thing to your mind. If your eyes are closed, gently begin to blink them open. Welcome back. All right. So without further ado, here is episode 112 of the Balance Period podcast entitled Positive Present Perspective. Enjoy. So we're going to be talking about a positive present perspective. So that is something that has pretty much been the anchor for us to maintaining a empowering perspective on life that allows us to be the person that we want to be in any given moment and experience peace in the midst of chaos. So we wanted to share with you all not only what a positive present perspective is, but also how the principles that make up this perspective on life have added value to our lives. And then we're going to finish out the episode by offering up some practical ways that you can implement some of these principles into your routines so you too can observe life through a more empowering perspective. So you ready to get started, Nick? Yeah, let's get it. Perfect. So What a positive present perspective is, is a systematic way of observing reality. And through observing reality in this way, you're able to recognize the full worth of your life. And so the reason why that's important is because in any given moment, there are things in life that we can control and there are things in life that are out of our control. And sometimes we get caught up in focusing on what we can't control And it pulls our perspective away from the present moment. And in that time, we're pretty much susceptible to anything in those moments. And most times from our experience, I know I can definitely speak for me, I was experiencing more negative emotions. Um, And based on what we talk about in the show, quite often, what we focus on expands. So it, it never really got better. I would just be ruminating on things that I couldn't control. And that would then transpire into me not feeling good. And when I don't feel good, I'm not able to function at my best. So this perspective is made up of three pillars. So the three pillars of what makes up a positive present perspective. The first is awareness. The second is accountability. And the third is appreciation. So the first aspect of a positive present perspective, that first pillar is awareness. And the awareness side is valuable because this is a perspective. So in order to be looking at life in a way that is empowering, you must be paying attention to where you currently are. So the awareness is awareness of what's going on in your mind, awareness of how you choose to spend your time. And then the third one, which is something we talk about often, is awareness of how you are responding to that which you experience. So if you keep those three things in mind as you think about where your awareness is, then you're able to pay closer attention to where you currently are. And this step is also important because 
you are being aware of it and you're not judging it. So you're not evaluating whether what you are observing is good or bad. You're just paying closer attention. So remember those three. You're paying a closer attention to what's going on in your mind, how you choose to spend your time, and how you respond to what you experience. That then takes you to the second pillar of a positive present perspective, which is accountability. And so the accountability portion is important because once you are aware of what is currently happening, then you truly can take accountability for that third portion that we talked about of what you should be aware of, which is how you respond to that which you experience. I know personally, the response that I used to have, and specifically to fear, was one of turning away. I would normally flee in the face of fear. I realized that if I changed that response, then ultimately I would get a different result. And so that's why the, the value of response is so key in this process. The other portion of taking accountability is taking accountability for the quality of your life. So it's saying, hey, I am where I am based on what I believe about myself and the habits I choose to practice and how I respond to that which I experience. So I am here because of me. And when you take full accountability for where you are, then you're able to make the changes necessary in order to grow into the person that you truly want to be and to truly become the change that you want to see in your life. There's also a second portion of this accountability. So not only accountability for the quality of your own life, but it's also recognizing that how you spend your time also influences other people as well. So they might even influence people that you are unaware that they're influencing, but you also have an impact on other people's quality of life as well. So it's taking accountability for that, too. And then the third, the third is the appreciation. As I mentioned before, when you have a positive present perspective, it is a way of observing reality that allows you to recognize the full worth of life. And the appreciation portion of the three pillars is the act of recognizing the full worth of where you are, regardless of what may be happening around you. So appreciation is broken down into two steps. The first step is to accept who you are and where you are for what it is. So that act of accepting allows you to then choose how you respond. And the second part of that appreciation is to treat what you have like what you want. And to boil that down, it pretty much means just to be a good steward over the resources that you have. So using what you have to the very best of your ability, that is how you recognize the full worth of wherever you are in life. So awareness, accountability, and appreciation. That helps to shape the positive present perspective. Are you interested in getting early ad-free access to each episode of the Balance Period podcast? If so, check out our Patreon page. There, you'll find multiple membership options to choose from. Each membership option comes with its own set of perks that range from exclusive content to discounts on mindful merch. Join today by visiting patreon.com forward slash balance period. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash balance period. We look forward to welcoming you into our community. So now that we've kind of broken down exactly what a positive present perspective is, let's go ahead, let's go back and forth and talk a little bit about how the, the pillars and the principles that make up this perspective have added value to our lives. So go ahead, Nick, share a little bit about how a positive present perspective has allowed you to be the best version of yourself. 
Man, it's uh, been a journey. I mean, it still is. I look at it as uncovering layers, like because each time that you think you figure something out, there's always something else to it that you might not have seen. And so when I look at a positive present perspective, the first thing when we when we talk about in the beginning, because I remember it was one of the earlier episodes when we was like toxic positivity. And I feel like when I first encountered positive present perspective, that's kind of where I was at. I wanted everybody to just be on that, be happy, be giddy. Oh, you're sad. Somebody. No, be smile about it until through awareness that we talked about in the first part. I realized that it's okay to not be okay. You don't have to go through that every single, you don't have to find some way to smile all the time, but you also don't have to identify with what's going on. And so by focusing in on positive present perspective, I was able to go through each and every one, like I said, through layers that helped me get to where I'm at now. Gotcha. Yeah, and I think on my experience, I've been able to be at peace in the midst of chaos. So and it kind of has been, like you said, it's been a journey. But over the last, I would say, three years, as I continue to expand my awareness, as I continue to take accountability for the quality of my life and how my actions influence other people, and through actually appreciating what I have, I've recognized that there's always going to be things that I don't know I don't know. And there's always going to be things that are out of my control in any given moment, right? So if I am able to allow my perspective to rest in the present moment and keep a positive mindset in those moments, then regardless of what may be happening around me, I'll be able to be at peace. And I think that's something that is often overlooked. We we think that we want stuff that will make us more happy when in all reality, sometimes it's nice just to be still and just to be at peace. It's helped me, as I mentioned earlier, be more empowered because in those moments, and I, I can take it back to, I would say a few years ago, prior to me adopting some of the habits that we'll talk about here in a bit that have helped me maintain this perspective on life, I would be in moments that a thought will come through my mind and that thought will result in a certain emotion. And once I experience that emotion, then instead of acknowledging it for what it is and then refocusing my perspective on something that serves me better in that moment, I would just go down a rabbit hole of emotions that were similar to what I just experienced. Most times they were negative. And I would like blink and it'll be an hour later and I'll be doing something that I really didn't need all my full attention. I'll be at work or something like folding towels and I'd spend an hour folding towels and that whole time my mind was thinking about the worst case scenario of whatever it is that initially sparked that that negative emotion. So I made up this whole elaborate story of the worst possible thing that could happen and that's what I just spent an hour of my life focusing on. Mm-hmm. So it's just like being able to empower myself to say, no, I can I can say no. I can say, hey, I am going to choose to focus some my time and energy on something that is better for my personal well-being because I know that it influences other people as well. So that's been the biggest thing for me with, with the positive present perspective. I was going to say what you had said a little bit earlier. I mean, it's not in the positive present perspective or the awareness, accountability, appreciation, but you said it earlier, but it was acceptance. I really feel like that is a term that's really overlooked. 
Like even when you look at acceptance and rejection, even in something that you don't care for, if you have acceptance within that, you now gain the awareness to choose something different. As long as you are able to accept exactly where you are when you're dealing with it for what it is and not identifying with the emotions and all the outside stuff that goes with it, you have the opportunity to create whatever experience you want in that moment. Yeah. And that and that is so the acceptance falls in line with appreciation that it goes. It's within that act of recognizing the full worth of where you are. It takes yeah. acceptance in order to effectively do that from what we have found. Um, True in our individual lives and in the lives of the people that we get an opportunity to to coach and interact with um acceptance is that that key to truly recognizing the full worth of where you are and who you are right in that moment so it's time to take your sustainable self-care system to another level we partnered with whoop so you can get the latest and most advanced health and fitness wearable on the market for free with the all-new whoop 4.0 you will get the most accurate measurements of how the self-care habits you practice influence the quality of your life. You can finally take the guesswork out of deciding which self-care habits will actually help you feel good and function at your best. Visit join.whoop.com forward slash balance period and order your free Whoop 4.0 today. That's join.whoop.com forward slash balance period enjoy the rest of the show so yeah so let's talk a little bit about some of the practices i definitely love this portion of it because we're talking about habits we're talking about systems and that's how my mind works so i'm definitely excited to share some of the ways that we have both cultivated this perspective in our lives so nick go ahead share a little bit about some of the practices that you have used to help you cultivate this more empowering and positive perspective on life So the one I would recommend the most is to audit yourself hourly. And I know it sounds like it's a lot, but when you audit your thoughts and yourself hourly, you start to become aware of the things that you're thinking about. Like you said, I spent a whole hour thinking of this whole elaborate thing while I was folding towels. I used to work inside of a factory where I'd be in the same spot for two hours at a time for a 10 hour shift doing the exact same thing. Knowing me, you know, my mind was going 10 billion different places and most of them were negative. But it was me becoming aware that I kept doing that consistently. And then I would wonder myself, why don't I feel good during the day? Why don't I feel motivated? Why don't I this or that? And it was because I was doing those things until I started to audit myself. Then I became aware of it. And that auditing really helped me get through it. And I would say with the auditing, just sprinkle some love on top. Because the same way that we would help a friend through it or help a friend with their problems is the same way we need to be with ourselves. So how would you go about the auditing process? Like what did that like step by step? What did you do to audit your thoughts? You said hourly, right? Yep. So pretty much you just look at how you feel. Like when you feel bad, like during the hour, you always think about yourself. I feel like this or I feel like that. I always started the feelings were the foundation because however you felt was a result of whatever your experience is. So I would see what I was feeling at that time. And then from whatever I was feeling, if it's something I wanted to keep, cool. And if it wasn't because I was aware of it, that put me in the position like acceptance so that I could change it to something else. But it wasn't just always, oh, I did it and oh, I see this and I'm going to change it. It instantly changes like that. No, it might be something that I had to do in the beginning 10 to 50 times a day almost. I will order myself more than once in an hour. It's just you get to the point to where when you want something, you'll do whatever it takes to get it done. And that's kind of what it was for me with that, because mentally I struggled a lot with 
not maintaining a positive present perspective and letting my mind wander into those places that didn't really add much value to my life. Right. Yeah, I asked that question just because I know I've done that before, too, and I normally write it down. Um, gotcha. So anyone listening, that is a you can just do it, you know, just by paying closer attention to it um, or you can write it down. I have a journal that I will just keep. And it was funny. I was actually reading it uh, this time last year. I was keeping all the tasks that I was doing um, and then connected some of the things that I was feeling. And I would do it like it wasn't necessarily hour by hour, but I was taking a nice chunk of my day that I would write things down. So, yeah, auditing how you're spending your time in both your inner world and outer world definitely is a high quality way of expanding your awareness of where you currently are so that you can go through the rest of the steps of refocusing and shifting your perspective to one that's more empowering. Yeah. Definitely. Are there any other any other practices that, that you've personally done? And so, I mean, to that was kind of one that I did early on in the beginning. Uh, where I'm at now, I'm very big on account, like accountability pretty much encompasses the entire thing for me. So like if I don't feel positive, if I don't feel like I'm being present in this moment, that's on me. That's nothing outside of me. That's nothing that somebody else did. That's 100 percent on me. And with that accountability now, don't get me wrong, that's a process even getting to that with a lot of love and a lot of patience. But now that I have that accountability, it makes it really hard for outside things to do anything to me inwardly. And because of that, that allows me, like you kind of said earlier, to remain peaceful in chaos. And like, you know, my favorite saying is everything always works out perfectly for me. Like, that's just where I leave it at. Yeah. I think about like early on in my journey. And so the first thing I noticed was that how I saw life was influenced by, I just call it programming, by what I was consistently shown, what I consistently thought about, how I consistently spent my time. And prior to recognizing that that wasn't empowering and then that wasn't going to take me where I wanted to go in life, I was like, well, I guess I have to change what's coming in so that what comes out also changes. And so what I started to do was I identified the characteristics that I felt would be in the person that I wanted to be. So and we I've talked about it here before. I talked about the ones that that I still think through now, gratitude, humility, love, um, now their awareness and equanimity. Those are my five. But I recognize those five characteristics that I saw myself becoming and I wrote them down on my mirror. So I had a mirror that was, I had two mirrors that were right next to my bed. Uh, so when I would wake up, I would turn. As I'm sitting on my bed, I could look and see these mirrors. And I would stand up and look at myself in the eye and say, I am, and then insert one of those characteristics. And I, th those were my affirmations. I recognized I needed to reprogram my brain Man. to truly put myself in the best position to be different and to take different actions moving forward. So that was the first step that I took. Well, shifting my perspective to be more empowering. But as time progressed, I recognized that there's also hardware, right? So you think about software, you think about updates, that's more like a software update. Like I'm updating my internal software with more empowering messages. Great. But there's also hardware that we have that we use to execute on these things. And that is what I want to share with you all today on how you can start, how you can start to shift your perspective to be more empowering through maintaining a more present perspective. The first one focuses more on our hardware of our brain. Now, yes, this habit, which is sleep, 
also is good for your body as well. But your brain health, sleep is pivotal in us being able to operate at a high cognitive level. So when you're getting quality sleep, then you're able to truly maintain a present perspective because your brain is operating at his highest capacity. Can you talk about quality sleep a little bit? Like give them a, like what quality sleep is. Cause a lot of time people will eat meals before bed. They have all kinds of TVs and so many things going on in their minds that by the time they try to go to sleep, that their body is not even going to get any rest by the time they wake up and they wonder, I slept for 10 hours or eight hours. Why am I so tired still? Yeah. It's different for everyone. There are True. like baseline things that make up. And so what these are called are your sleep hygiene habits. Okay, so sleep hygiene are pretty much the habits that you practice during the day and leading up to sleep that contribute to your body's ability to get high quality sleep on a nightly basis. So I know some that I've taken accountability for, like one has been not eating too close to bed. So I try to give myself a two or two at like minimum, but normally like three hour window from when I eat to when I go to bed. The reason Mm -hmm. why is because when we eat a meal prior to bed, our body works on digesting food instead of going through the processes that it needs to to help us recover mentally and physically okay so uh, which is ultimately going into stages like deep sleep and REM sleep Um, others that I've learned influence it one is taking a shower before bed so taking like a hot shower getting your core temperature to start to decrease a little bit Um, our bodies fall deeper into deep sleep Um, by our core temperature going down. So if you think about it, when our external body is experiencing something hot, naturally our internal is going to look to balance that out. So it's going to drop a little bit. So that allows us to fall deeper into sleep. And then I now wear a sleep mask. I've seen an increase in my, so of course we talk about whoop. Um, Mm -hmm. I've been able to keep track of how wearing a sleep mask has influenced my sleep. And wearing a sleep mask has helped me increase the amount of deep sleep that I get on a nightly basis. That just helps to um, make sure that the environment that you're in is as dark as possible because any light, like even the smallest, like a small LED light can interrupt our our sleeping pattern. So those are just a few, but sleep hygiene. So those are just the habits that you practice during the day and leading up to sleep that contribute to the quality of sleep that you get on a nightly basis. So those are things that like we've talked about, it's necessary to take accountability for the habits that you practice because those habits do influence the quality of your life. So sleep, that's the first one. Second one, this also is for sleep, um, but it's also for mood too, right? So when you think about keeping a positive perspective, um, it helps to be present and then it's your efficiency to shift your perspective back to something that is more positive, even when you're experiencing something that, that is negative, right? And you can do that through exercise. So prioritizing time for physical activity during your day not only helps you mentally, but it also helps to prepare the body for good sleep. Um, there's a ton of studies out there on it, too. So feel free just to Google um sleep and physical activity just something as basic as that and you'll get a whole list of articles and studies that have been done to show the link between the two um so physical activity is definitely key and then the third which is the one that i mean i've been doing it now for going on five years going on four years but meditation so some form of mindfulness practice 
this one is key because our ability to literally shift our perspective in any given moment is heavily influenced by our ability to maintain a mindful perspective. And as we talk about here, mindfulness is paying attention to the present moment on purpose without judgment. So being able to say to notice when your mind is wandering and gently bring it back to where you know you are able to make the most effective decisions is the whole practice of mindfulness itself. And it is literally a muscle. So you consistently putting time and energy into that practice will help you be able to do it more effectively, regardless of what's happening around you. So those are the three. Getting high quality sleep, incorporating physical activity into your routine, and then some form of mindfulness. Mindfulness doesn't have to be sitting cross-legged and saying, um, nope, literally is just a focus of taking your attention in on one thing and keeping it there. And once your attention leaves that thing, you gently bring your attention back. That could be your breath. That could be the steps that you take as you walk, just paying attention to how your feet are touching the ground and leaving the ground as you walk. It could be taking apart an orange as you're eating it, thinking through the process of what is just focusing your attention. Um, That, from what I recently learned, it takes your mind out of that default mode network. The default mode generally focuses on things from our past or our future. And when we're able to pull ourselves from that and focus more in on the present moment, we pull ourselves out of that mode. Um, I think the stat was 46.9% of the time um, of our days were in that default mode. So we're just, our mind is just either in our past or in our future. And it's so important for us to start to maintain a more present perspective. And we are able to do that through practicing mindfulness. So I would highly recommend, especially with uh, like towards the evening with it being warmer out now here is walking meditation. Like he was saying, like paying attention to how your feet touch the ground. I know I did it yesterday and I would just look at the trees. That was it. And anytime I found myself not looking at the trees, I would just bring my attention right back to the trees. Because a lot of times when we're outside doing those things, what is it? I read it somewhere that when you look down a long distance, it helps you feel better. I can't really specifically say as to why it does, but it was just something with the brain that when you look down a long distance, you feel a little bit better. And so taking that into consideration towards the end of your day can be very beneficial, especially if you're somebody who is hard for you to sit down and stay there and be quiet and try to find stillness and this and that. Do what you're comfortable with. Move around. Make it easier on yourself. Facts. So, yeah, thank you all so much for tuning in today. Uh, We'll definitely be talking more about a positive present perspective. It's something that is integrated into the work that we do also integrated into why this show is where it is today. So we're definitely grateful. If you ever have any questions, feel free to hit either Nick or I up individually or just hit up the balance period page. We're always down to just have a conversation and to to help you formulate what your self-care system looks like to help you execute on prioritizing time for activities that help you maintain that more empowering, positive present perspective. Nick, is there anything that you would like to leave the people with today? And so where your awareness goes, your power goes. And you are already whole. Keep enjoying your amazing journey. Facts. And for me, we are unable to fill anyone else's cup if our cup is empty. So be sure to prioritize time for self-care. 
continue to learn, continue to grow and develop your sustainable self-care system. Lastly, you don't have to be perfect to be great. So be patient with yourself and be kind to yourself as you travel along this journey of creating generational wellness. Remember, all you have to do in order to be the change that you want to see in your family and in your community is to get started and to keep going. So thank you once again for tuning in to this episode of the Balance Period podcast, and we look forward to having you tune in next week for our next show. Peace. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Balance Period podcast. Just want to direct you to a couple ways that you can stay connected with what we are doing here at Balance Period. First and foremost, check out shop.balanceperiod.com. We not only have merch, but we also have a workbook and customized wellness plan options to help keep you accountable as you create generational wellness. Also want to direct you to our website balanceperiod.com you scroll all the way down to the bottom you'll be able to put your name and email in to join our mindful monday newsletter list every monday we drop a newsletter that comes with a mindful moment some mindful movement a mindful reflection as you can see it is all centered around mindfulness so tap in there and continue to strengthen your ability to be intentional about how you spend your time and energy generational wellness is here for you all that you have to do is align your mindset motivation and habits you practice with your values and your goals thank you once again for tuning in and we hope you have a fantastic rest of your day